Hey, so this podcast is all about team building. And so I know that you are probably here because you're thinking about hiring or building a team, or maybe you've even started to do so, but still have a lot of questions about how to do it the right way. Growing your team is a huge step. Even if you're just thinking about it, I applaud you. And also, there are a lot of things that you might not even think about that can be absolutely disastrous for a newly growing company if you don't know that you need to be aware in advance. So I created a guidebook for you. It's called The 10 Pitfalls of Growing a Creative Team. And that's gonna help you avoid the things that can wreak havoc on your business if you're not careful. Things that I really wish someone had told me when I first started growing a team. It's a free guidebook, so you can download your copy right now. Just click that link in the top of the episode description, or you can go to hannahbjorndahl.com slash guidebook. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-J-O-R ndal.com slash guidebook. Hey everyone, before we get started today, I want to share something with you really quickly. Today's episode is all about the difficult client myth and five ways to avoid falling into that trap. Everything I share today is totally and 100% dependent on you having a conversation with your client. So not emailing back and forth, not sending DMs, but actually having a conversation on the phone or in person. If you are similar to a lot of my wedding photographer friends, this might be a struggle for you. Whether you're a photographer that has a hard time getting your clients to respond to that first email to set up a time for a phone call, or if you're a person that just has never felt comfortable with that initial conversation, I 100% believe that having a conversation with your potential client is vital to setting yourself up for success with your clients. So because I know that this is a common struggle for wedding photographers, I've put together a free mini guide to help you convert your leads into conversations. This guide is gonna help you troubleshoot why clients aren't responding to your emails. It's going to help you make that transition from email to phone call or in-person meeting. And ultimately, it's gonna help you take the first step to booking a client, and then giving them an amazing experience from start to finish. So if you're ready to take that first step in totally transforming the way you book clients, then this guide is for you. It's free to download at hannahbjorndahl.com slash email. Again, that's hannahbjorndahl.com slash email. Okay, let's get started. So I recently recorded an episode, maybe you tuned in, it was four of the biggest misconceptions about sales and how they're hurting your business. Have you listened to that one yet? If not, I highly recommend going back and checking it out. Well, after recording it, I realized that there were a lot of misconceptions in the wedding industry in general for wedding photographers, things that I see floating around online or I hear my wedding vendor friends talk about. And so I wanted to talk about another big myth that I hear in the wedding industry all the time that I think is really harmful to our businesses and also harmful to our clients. Today, I'm talking about the myth of the difficult client. Have you fallen for it? We're gonna find out in this episode. And if you have, don't worry, it's okay. I personally fell for this and believed it for a couple years into my business. And it was only after I really started to work on my sales process and my customer service and put some thought into how I was working with my clients that I realized that there was this big myth out there that a lot of wedding vendors are believing. 
So I'm excited to share this with you today. I think it's going to be really helpful in the way you think about working with clients. So I'll stop giving this introduction and let's just get started. You're listening to Everyone Wins with Hannah Bjorndahl. I'm Hannah, a creative sales strategist that turned my dream of being a wedding photographer into a six-figure company. I'll be honest, I had no idea what I was doing when I started my business. I had never even shot a wedding before, but within a year, I used my background in communication, psychology, and advertising sales to build a full-time career that had completely replaced my nine to five income. I truly believe that a great sales process can improve any business, but for us wedding photographers, I think it's the key to success. I also believe that anyone can learn and apply great sales strategies, and that's why I made this podcast. So are you ready? to apply simple yet life-changing sales strategies to your business? Then pour yourself an extra large cup of coffee and let's get started. So the difficult client myth. Do you know what that means? Do you have an idea or a guess at what I'm talking about when I say that? Well, here it is. The difficult client myth says, that what makes a client difficult has nothing to do with my own actions, my sales process, customer service, or educating my client. It is 100% external and 100% out of my control. All I can do is try to identify a difficult client and then avoid them. So this is a myth, and I'm about to tell you why. Before I dig in much deeper, I wanna just acknowledge that working with a difficult client is really hard. So if you have a difficult client currently, Do not beat yourself up about it. Regardless of what I say in this episode, it's going to be okay. There's going to be an end to that relationship at some point, and you're going to be able to move on and hopefully practice what I'm about to talk about to make sure that you never have a difficult client again, and also to make sure that you're not believing any of the lies about difficult clients that maybe brought that client in in the first place and created the situation that you're in. Finally, I want to say that I find what I'm about to say to be almost 100% foolproof in avoiding having a difficult situation with a client. However, I know that it's not 100% foolproof every single time. So for me personally, I can count on one hand the number of difficult clients I've had since I started practicing some of these methods. However, there are still a couple. I definitely think that's due to me not following my own advice sometimes. And so when I think to the one or two difficult clients I've had in the last three three years. Most of that is because I'm not following my own advice that I'm about to share with you. But again, I just want to acknowledge that we aren't perfect and our clients aren't perfect and sometimes it happens. But again, this episode, I really hope is going to show you how you can take control of a situation and make sure that you never have a bad client ever again. I've got five reasons for you today that the difficult client myth is in fact a myth and then what to do about it. So let's get started. Number one, my first tip for you and reason that the difficult client myth is in fact a myth is that your client is not the expert you are. There is a high likelihood that your couple has never been married before. That means that they have no idea how to plan a wedding or to hire someone like you. They have no idea what kind of thing they need to value. Even if they have a friend or a family member that's been married before or that's in the industry, consider how important and stressful a wedding day 
day is and how much pressure a couple puts on themselves to put on the perfect party. Even someone really close to them that's been married before or that knows about the industry is only going to be able to get so much information through their head. So as professionals, it's our job to be the educator. We are there to show them and explain to them the value of what we do and what types of things they personally should value in the wedding planning process. So education matters. And I think most of you have probably heard that, that educating your client and showing them the value is important, but there's a little more that goes along with that. And that is that how we educate them matters. We have to remember that each individual client is a unique person with unique personal needs and they wanna feel special. So this process of educating them really needs to be handled with care. A crucial part of the process of educating is gaining trust by asking the right questions and showing that you care. Only by finding those things out and building that trust with a client can you educate them and act as a consultant to communicate your very best advice about what type of service specifically you should be providing to them. So here's what it comes down to. If they don't know what they need and they just go ahead and spend money on a one-size-fits-all service, they are probably going to be a client who becomes frustrated when their unique individual needs aren't met. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to change the service that you do entirely for every client, but it does mean that you need to acknowledge what your individual client's needs are and show them that it's important to you. If we don't know what they need, we're not going to be able to serve them well, and if we're not serving them well, they're way more likely to be a difficult client that is frustrated, disappointed, upset about the service that you're providing. So the best way to avoid that is doing a great job educating your client in a unique way by getting to know them, getting to know their needs, their personality, what's important to them, and then providing the education they need based on everything that they've told you and what you've learned from them. Tip number two of how to avoid the difficult client myth is that niching down or niching down or however you say it, This allows us to zero in on the right clients. Have you heard of this concept before? I'm guessing that if you've been in the creative industry for a while, you've come across this concept, but niching down simply means finding your unique specific place in the industry and then being laser focused on those specific types of clients. So I want to tell you a story about a photographer. This photographer had a client an engaged couple that hired her to take engagement photos, not wedding photos, just simply engagement photos, kind of at the last minute. And the photographer said, yes, didn't really bother to get to know the clients. She figured this is just an engagement session, not a big deal. After the engagement session, the couple loved their photos and even asked if this photographer could shoot their wedding. Again, they were kind of in a rush to book someone. So the photographer didn't really do much due diligence in getting to know the couple and their needs and what they were looking for. They just signed on the dotted line right away and booked her as their photographer. The wedding day comes and goes. The couple has tons and tons of special requests that the photographer didn't know about in advance. So they kind of micromanage her all throughout the day. And then the worst part happens after the wedding day. The photographer delivers the final photos and the couple asks that photographer to re-edit everything to be dark and moody because that's the style that they like. They also put ugly filters over the original images and post them all over social media. So have you heard this story before or something like it? This specific story, the photographer that I'm talking about, that was me. This happened to me. 
several years ago. And for a long time, I felt a lot of frustration around that situation. I felt that I was treated pretty unfairly and ungratefully and was just generally frustrated that a client would ask so much of me. I thought, they saw my website, they saw my type of work, why did they think I would do that kind of thing? Well, now, looking back years later, I realize that almost Everything that happened in that situation could have been avoided if I had done a better job getting to know my clients and educating them on my service. How could that poor couple have known exactly the type of service I would perform? So first of all, my website might have had my current work, but that couple probably found me from a friend whose wedding I shot at the beginning of my career when my style was all over the place or maybe they saw a really old photo posted somewhere on Pinterest or something of a style of photo that just wasn't what my style was anymore. I have no idea if they were on my website at all and I definitely shouldn't have assumed that that would show them what kind of work I do. I also never talked to them about what they envisioned for their wedding day, what kind of style that they had, what they loved most about wedding photos. These are all the types of things that I always find out from clients now. But at the time, I had no idea, so I had no way of explaining to them what to expect on their wedding day and afterward. I say all this to show that you have to be really careful about communicating really clearly what your specific niche in the industry is. So having it on your website might not be enough. Telling people about it might not be enough. Having a portfolio filled with your ideal work also might not be enough. You really need to have that conversation with your client when you're getting to know them to make sure that you're on the same page and that your specific niche in the industry is exactly what they're looking for. Now, if you're like me, you might be kind of afraid that this means that you're going to have to turn down a lot of business. I want to encourage you that taking on the wrong kind of client is probably going to mean that they're going to be a difficult client because they're going to want something that you don't do or a style that you don't have. They're going to want to change you and you're going to be resistant to that change naturally. So by doing a great job niching down, getting crystal clear on your style, your abilities, the services you provide, you will never have to have that conversation with a client saying, actually, I don't do it that way. That's going to all be figured out before they ever sign on the dotted line with you. And the best part about this is that sometimes in this process, your client actually might come to realize that the specific niche that you're in is actually what they want. Maybe they thought previously that they wanted something different, but if you do a great job educating them on the value of the way you do things, it's really likely that they're going to change their mind. I've seen this happen a lot. So tip number two, niching down zeroes in on the right types of clients. Tip number three for avoiding the difficult client myth is set realistic expectations from start to finish. So let's start this one with a question. When and how do you set expectations for your clients? The answers to these two questions are super important. So first, let's talk about when. When do you think is the right time to set expectations for your client? Right after they sign on with you? A week into that process? Maybe a month before their wedding? My answer is that it should be in the very first conversation you have with them. Before they book you, before they pay you any money, before the process is started. So in that very first conversation, I am setting a realistic expectation 
as to what it's like to work with me. And then I remind them again about it in their welcome email after they book. And then I do it again when I send a very clear plan for their wedding day to them several months before the wedding. And then I send them a reminder email a month before the wedding and a week before their wedding day. So really the answer here is from the first conversation to the last message you ever send to your client, you should continually be setting realistic expectations for your client. We are the professionals, so we can easily forget sometimes that our clients are pretty clueless. I know that I forget this sometimes with my own clients when they ask a question where I just totally forget that everyone doesn't know that. But remember that your clients probably haven't been engaged before. They've never planned a wedding before. The bride that you're working with is not in all those Facebook groups that we are in where people are complaining about their bad clients and what they're doing to be a bad client. She just wants a really great experience and does not want to be confused about anything or even worse, disappointed on her wedding day. You shouldn't give your client any leverage or reason to complain. And the best way to do this is to set very clear, realistic expectations so that they know what they're getting. And let's be honest, most people do not complain about something that they're 100% not surprised by. Setting realistic expectations can actually totally transform a difficult client into an amazing client. I think this is an awesome opportunity to become your client's favorite person by being super clear and then following through, but you've got to do it from start to finish. So tip number three, set realistic expectations from start to finish. Tip number four for avoiding the difficult client myth is that you should underpromise and overdeliver. I love this one because it's an almost guaranteed way to create a fan out of your client. When you set those expectations, remember to underpromise a little bit and then overdeliver to really wow them. So what does this mean? Simply to go above and beyond for your client. So if you say you're going to deliver the photos in a month, make it two weeks. If you say that their complimentary engagement session is going to be 45 minutes, make it an hour. If you take them out to coffee for a consultation, treat them to that coffee. Find a way to over deliver so that you can really wow them and totally blow them away. If you don't know where to start with this or if you're worried about giving away too much for free, you might want to think about this a little bit differently. I'd suggest to you considering offering less to begin with so that you can use that little bit of extra that you hold back to be the wow factor. So say your turnaround time for wedding photos is one month. Then maybe you tell your clients turnaround time is six to eight weeks. And then when they get them one month later, they're going to be really excited to be getting something earlier than they expected. As opposed to if you told them it's going to take a month and then you deliver them at exactly a month, they're probably going to be thinking, come on, when are we getting our photos? Oh my gosh, at the last possible minute. And they're not going to be impressed. In that situation, you didn't do anything differently other than setting an expectation and then over delivering. So tip number four to avoid the difficult client myth is under promise and over deliver. Okay, tip number five. This is the last tip I have for you today. And this one might be the most important. I mean, I think they're all pretty important, but this one maybe more than anything is the one that I think might surprise you. My fifth tip for avoiding the difficult client myth is to have realistic expectations of your own. I said this a little earlier, but I want you to remember that we work in the wedding industry and it's a very stressful place to be, not just for us, but for our clients. If you're like me, you like working under the pressure, you are used to it by now, it maybe doesn't really feel as stressful as it used to for that reason, but for your clients, planning a wedding is going to be very stressful, whether it be at just small moments throughout the process or maybe the process as a whole is gonna be stressful. 
We have a choice to make here. We can make part of our role as a wedding vendor to be loving and respecting our clients and being a bright spot in that wedding planning process. We can be understanding. We can extend grace. We can speak to them gently and kindly and make them feel valued. Or we can make them feel like just another client who's not unique or special and whose needs are frustrating and annoying to us. Obviously, I think we all want to be that first example, right? I think it's incredibly exciting to have an opportunity to serve people and love them and treat them with kindness in a time that they might not be getting a whole lot of that from other wedding vendors. I think we've all probably been at a wedding where a couple of the vendors were just terrible to the couple or terrible to guests or whatever. Let's not contribute to that at all, which if you're tuning in, I know that you're not like that. You care about your clients. You're listening to this podcast because you care. I want you to remember that negative moments are usually temporary. They are also probably rather unusual to the process as a whole, and they're probably going to pass quickly. It's just part of being in the industry. If you can remember these things and in times of frustration, focus on getting past it and being the nicest person in the room, then I know you're going to be successful. I said this before, but in all honesty, I can count on one hand the number of difficult clients I've had. And I am 100% aware that I am largely to blame for those difficult clients that I've had. I created those difficult clients. They didn't come in being difficult. I did a bad job with these five tips that I gave to you. And as a result, I had unhappy clients. So I encourage you to make a note of all five of these tips and think about ways you can implement these ideas in your own business to give your clients a better experience and prevent ever having a difficult client again. Those are my five tips for you today, how to avoid falling into the trap of the difficult client myth. There is one more really important thing that you need to know before this episode is over. I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, but I want to talk about it again one more time. If it isn't already obvious, all of these tips that I gave you today, they are only going to be possible if you have a conversation with your client before they book you. When I say conversation, I mean a phone call or an in-person meeting. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to make this connection with your client really, really early on. Before they book you, before you send them too much information about yourself, You just need to have a conversation. Now, if you've tuned into the podcast before, you know I'm pretty passionate about this topic, and I think it's something that a lot more wedding photographers need to be doing. However, I'm also aware that a lot of you don't really know where to start if you haven't already made this a part of your process. Specifically, the struggle seems to center around the difficulty of getting a client from email to that conversation. So getting them to respond to the email, setting up a time for a call, and actually getting them to pick up the phone for that phone call. I'm talking about phone calls specifically a lot because that's the way I do it. In-person meetings also work. The bottom line is you need to be able to get your client to that conversation before anything else can happen, and it can be hard to know how to do that effectively. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, I have a free mini guide for you that is going to give you three specific strategies that I personally use that have made all the difference in the world for me. This guide is totally free. It's a quick read. It's not gonna take you all day long to read it. It's just a couple pages and the strategies are really easy to immediately implement in your business. So if you find yourself getting ghosted by clients after that first email or you have a hard time knowing how to get them on the phone, definitely check out this guide. You can find it at hannahbjorndahl.com slash email. Again, that's hannahbjorndahl.com dot com slash 
email. I know that if you use the three strategies I lay out in the guide that it's going to make a difference for you. So please check it out. I'm so excited to be sharing this information because I know how effective it is. And I'm really excited to hear how it works for your business too. Okay, that's really all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this week you learned something new that you can apply to your business to make it better. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also feel free to reach out to me directly if you want to ask any follow-up questions or chat. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Hannah Bjorndahl, or you can shoot me an email info at hannahbjorndahl.com. I hope to see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Everyone Wins. I hope you learned something new that you can take to your own business and apply right away. I am all about flipping traditional sales on its head and creating an amazing and unforgettable client experience. It brings me so much joy to share this information with you and see how you apply it. Thanks again for joining me this week and I hope I'll see you next week. Oh, 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 o